welcome to the Dirty Little Book Club podcast. I'm Molly. And I'm Emily. We're back from a short break. Back from the winter hiatus. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, Property of the Mountain Man by Gemma Ware. This is one that I have read previously. I read this, I think, November. And I really liked this book. Emily sent me about a million Marco Polos while she was reading this book, just gushing and like, I love this book. We have to talk about it on the podcast. Let's do this book. I love this book. And I was like, okay, I trust you. You have pretty good book judgment. <laughs> Never again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Never again. I'm so, I, to be honest, I was kind of thinking this may not be your jam, but I don't think you'd dislike it as much. I'm as you surprised did. this was your jam. I really liked this book a lot. Because I feel like the problems that I had with this book are things that I would expect you to have problems with because if I know. anything you're like the more like this feels problematic to me type of person in our sisterhood. <laughs> I feel like I'm surprised that I love this book as much as I did. I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. And not nice. It's okay. We can disagree on a book. We can like different things. Everybody has their own no, shit that they like. like um so I will start off. I feel like the plot of this book was very thin, you know? Oh, yeah. If you're into a book that's like 50% plot, 50% spice, I don't think this is the book for you. I feel like it was 20% plot, 80% spice, which I think that's your jam. I like that. <laughs> I like a 50-50. I'm listening to a book right now that I think they're going to – have sex for the second time and we're almost done with the book which I don't mind if there's more spice but there's been a lot of plot in the book I feel like it took us a long time to get to the spice and once we got to the spice it was every other page and I am here for it it was spicy I like that so the book features um the female main character Bonnie and the male main character Bo. It is an age gap. Bonnie's twenty one and Bo is forty three. Is it ever an age <laughs> gap? I can't remember if you told me when we started reading them that it was an age gap because you know, like I'm not the biggest age gap fan. I mean, I don't, I don't mind age gaps, but I can get behind an age gap. I'm fine it's with not it. My favorite, but. I love how just totally for Bonnie Bo is. Like, Bo is obsessed, and he doesn't make any apologies for it, and I love that. Like, you know that Bo, like, Bonnie is his life. So, the book starts out, Bonnie's working in, like, a cafe. A coffee it's shop. A coffee shop. I don't know why I said cafe. Trying to be fancy and shit. Um, Bo is a lumberjack and runs like a logging he's company. a corporate lumberjack he, he owns not, a log okay he, he doesn't own a corporation he owns a logging company he owns his own company there's a difference all i'm saying is he's an entrepreneur entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneur. i can't say entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneur. <laughs> um and he owns his own business. He's established. He's, He's put 43. together. You know, I hope I'm that established by the time I'm 43 too, Emily. <laughs> I do too. Jesus Christ. He's gone to college. He's lived some life. He's fucked some other people. He's fine with it. And then Bonnie, we open like it. the book switches between their point of view. We open on Bonnie at the coffee shop making her lattes for people and she's kind of in this shit situation so bonnie um she's 21 and she dropped out of school to take care of her mom after a stroke she's lived a hard life her parents own a ranch and she dropped out of high school and got her ged and like gave up her college dreams to take care of her mom yes who ended up dying i will say like in conjunction with while we're reading this book I was also watching Yellowstone for the first time. Oh, I've never seen it. Not sure if you would like it. <laughs> My husband loves it. So that should that should be an indicator for you. No, There's he's lots great. Of cowboys murdering people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's good though. 
Um, so I just kept picturing like their ranch, which they have like a helicopter, like it's a big ranch. Um, they have a helicopter in Yellowstone, not in the book. Oh, I was like, did I totally (laughs) miss that? Like, but like they're talking about like Bonnie going to like ride the fence with someone to like look for holes, and that's something that they do in that show. And I was like, this must be an actual. (laughs) Also, anytime like a book is really specific about like one aspect of the book like ranching i immediately am like this author either lives on a ranch or grew up on a ranch because she knew some shit there's no way she did all of this like back like it makes me think she grew up somewhere like here where there's nope. like ranching and logging like logging well not so much anymore but back in the day it was like a huge industry around here that's most of what was around i'm here. pretty sure Gemma ware is from the uk <laughs> The book is set in Montana, in a small town, Montana, but I'm pretty sure she, yep, in the UK, her whole life has wanted to re- to write a book, yeah. Doesn't so, mean she didn't grow up on a ranch in the UK. Do they have? They have farming. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that they have ranches ranch. like what They don't have. have cowboys. That's an American <laughs> thing. That is a very American <laughs> thing. That's what, when I studied abroad in Germany, all I listened to at the time was like country music. And all of the like German kids that I would talk to would call it cowboy music. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> I feel like one of the things like, that really took me by surprise. So I almost didn't read this book because the title, like the title really cringed me. The title gives the book away. Let me just put it out there. (laughs) That is pretty much the whole book. Jesus Property of the Mountain Man. That is the whole, that's the whole plot of the book. And I, I feel like Bo was the book boyfriend I didn't know I wanted. Like I I was not expecting to like Bo, (laughs) but I liked both. Since this is not a visual medium, I'm just going to put out there that I'm cringing really hard. I think it's so funny that you say that because your husband is literally <laughs> the least possessive person. Uh, well, he's just like the opposite end of the spectrum. If anyone has a husband like similar to this. <laughs> okay, that's the thing about about reading these books. So like, I, I don't like... I don't want this to be my life. I would never want to date somebody like Bo, but I can just enjoy it as what it is, a fictional fantasy. I I get like so emotionally involved in the books that I read that I don't think I can do that, but I don't know. Okay. Getting back to the book, the very like start of the book. She says, Bonnie says, when she's talking about, like, how long she's loved Bo, she's loved him since she was 13. And she said, and he was in his 30s. I did the math. He would have been 35. 35. (laughs) Mid-30s. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So just to set the character. So Bonnie... Bonnie and her family's ranch is next door to Bo's family's property, and Bo's parents have passed. He lives with, like, his five or six siblings. Brothers. Brothers. All, all brothers. brothers. And <laughs> all over the age of, like, 30. They're yeah, they're, I think the youngest older oh, is 30. I highlighted 30, this. I think. I'm pretty sure I highlighted this. Um, so... Bo, or yeah, Bo is 43, Faye's 39, Cody's 37, Granger is 35, Huck is 34, and Penn is 32. Oh, and Teddy is the baby at 30. There's That's a lot of them. I didn't count as I was going, but that was a lot of them. So many boys. So, and then um, Bonnie lives with her dad on the ranch and her brother, who she does not get along with, he's 22 years older than her, lives on the property he's with his family. Bo's age. They grew up together. I and think they he's don't a like year. each other. Yeah. And he's married and has sons that are like 14 and 16. Like closer, she says <laughs> that they're closer to her age than her brother is. And can I just say Caleb, the brother, is an absolute piece of shit and I absolutely hated him. And I, one of the things I liked about Bonnie is she really didn't put up with shit. Like, we'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's just She didn't put up with shit from her brother. 
I will give you that. However, I don't understand the whole need for the brother conflict dynamic when it goes absolutely nowhere. It did go nowhere. So you can confirm that is not divulged in any there's more books in the series that isn't any more in any of the other books so the books are based off of the uh off of like Bo and his brothers yeah so but like they never mentioned (laughs) i haven't read all of them in the second book it's not really addressed literally like they can't stand each other and, like, they put on a happy face in front of her dad, who is, like, the kindest man I have ever read about. I just wanted I to give him a dad. hug. I love him. And, like, her brother is just being such a dick to her. And I'm over here, like, I want to punch this guy in the face. I want her to punch this guy in the face. She did. She stood up. For- okay, let's back up. Let's let's do a little synopsis. So, Bo Bonnie works at the coffee shop. Her manager's piece Wake of shit. Wake up and go go. Yeah. <laughs> the manager's kind of like shitty. He never comes in on time. He calls in sick five days a week. So Bonnie usually ends up opening and closing the shop. And Bo has noticed her there at like r- really early and really late hours. So he makes it a point to show up and like be there when she opens the store just to make sure she's okay and will follow her home at night he always comes in and orders a black coffee and a bear claw and at she night, saves he him only one. gets a coffee in the morning does he yes he oh, only okay. gets the bear claw at night which is she saves it for odd him. but okay <laughs> also a bear claw that's like the worst donut get an apple I fritter love, i love bear claws. you like apple fritters i like both Wow. Wow. I will say that felt like correlation to me because my husband used to come sit at my marching band practice because he's a year older. He graduated. He comes to every single marching band practice, which was like three to four nights a week and Mm -hmm. the whole practice and wait until I was done. And then I dropped the girl that I drove home off because she lived on his street. And then I'd go park out front of his house. I love that. And make out for like 10 minutes. (laughs) Sweet memories. Sweet memories. High school sweethearts, <laughs> man. That's what you get. Man, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. You guys have been together so long. Nine years in March. <laughs> I guess not that much longer than Donnie Yeah, but you're I. four years older than me. True that. Um, anyway, so sorry. We are we're struggling to stay Woo! on topic. So um Bo. Okay, so Bonnie is working at the coffee shop, and this out-of-towner comes in and is, like, hitting on her, and Bo gets his hackles on in a bunch. Like, Corporate he's so upset. in a fancy suit. Heaven forbid he hit on her Bonnie. No. <laughs> he gets very upset and basically is, like, stakes his claim. And then I loved this part. He goes back home and he's like talking to his brothers about how pissed he is and he doesn't understand why he's upset and they like are like somebody like calls in they're like oh i won the bet i i bet it happened this month and like they had a bet going on how long or when what month bonnie and Bo or Bo would realize i think that he's when. in love with bonnie yeah and uh yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. That made me laugh because it felt like something we would do. He'd been, yeah, they said that he'd been going to the coffee shop twice a day for, for a, year. a year. That's commitment. That is commitment. It's also like blinders on, man. <laughs> you don't realize your feelings. You're really trying hard not to but see But then it. like later in the book, he says like, I think subconsciously I had told myself that I couldn't go after her until she was at least legal to drink. And I'm like... This is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> There's one quote in the first. He's been legal to drink longer than she's been alive. I just want you to think about that. <laughs> I just want you to think about that. The year she was conceived, he was 21 and partying. <laughs> so just think about that. He's one. lived some life. He's fucked some women. He's he fucked says a lot that. of women. He says that. So, okay, there was a couple things that happened in the first um 
like couple chapters. Oh yeah, I have some she notes says, on that. She said in the first chapter, Bo has the face of an angel and the personality of a caveman. And I felt like that was true the whole book. Like he's described as like six five, muscly, she big calls him dick, beautiful like, all the time though. Super, yeah, super attractive. And Huge dick. monster in- dick. Tree trunk of a dick. <laughs> in the first cup couple chapters um like when that interaction with dan the out-of-towner happens Bo like kind of stakes his claim he says something and then gives her a peck on the lips and leaves and another like woman from the town is in there dropping off um like pastries and i thought this interaction was like kind of shitty like she like makes a comment so you and Bo, huh and like Bonnie, like, denies that She's like, no, I don't know what that was. We are not anything. And the other woman is like, yeah, like, he needs a real woman like me. And I was like, ooh, you a bitch. Like, not going to lie, in high school, I had people say stuff like that to me when I was dating So Nick. shitty. Because Nick had, like, quite a rep. He did. And, you know, I was me. <laughs> The book nerd, like straight A student in the marching band. And I had like, he was friends with a lot of girls, and I had a lot of them like coming at me because they had like put in the years in this friendship because they wanted to date him. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, ladies, claiming this one. Yeah. So in the first chapter, she says, Bo is a real man with a real job. He works hard up in the mountains for the logging company he started after he got back from college years ago. <laughs> I always think a man's hands say a lot about him. And Bo say he's not afraid to get them dirty in kitchen. First off, a real job. Any job is a real <laughs> job. Which I say that coming from my husband who drills wells for a living and is basically... <laughs> Out in the dirt all day. <laughs> I've had to wash his clothes multiple times sometimes <laughs> just to get the dirt to break free. I'm surprised you took so much offense to that. I did. I just feel like, well, and like Nick, I don't know. I don't know that he ever felt like he had an option to work like an office job because I, he comes from like a family that works construction. And like, I think he just thought he always. I kind of, when I read that, I kind of took it like because she didn't get to go off and like have her dream and go to college and find out what she really wanted to do she kind of got i i guess like stuck in this small town and this job i only have an associate's degree and i have a great job so i don't know what to say for her going to that 21 I don't remember what I was doing at 21. I was... Working at the call center. No. Yes. Was I working at the call center? Mm-hmm. No, I... No, the call center was after I was 21. I think I was unemployed at 21. It's possible. I was in college at 21. Yeah. I didn't take well to that. I'm sorry. Any job is a real job. I will say I do like rough hands on a man. <laughs> Nick's calluses can not be me. You're a fan. Um, and then she says the whole part about being 13 and forming one serious crush. This is when it's dropped that he's a lot older than her. In that moment when she's like, I was 13 and realized I was forming a serious crush on him. But he was already in his <laughs> 30s and I was nothing but an annoying kid. <laughs> I tried to think about like when we were that age. But, like, no one was bringing 30-year-old men around us at that <laughs> It just wasn't a problem. <laughs> like, okay, so they did say that, like, Bo and Bonnie's moms were friends. They were. They were close, and the families were close, although Caleb and Bo do not get along, which is never discussed why they don't get never along. Never mentioned. They just don't like each other. Okay, can I tell you one thing that did bother me about the book? Yes, so, please. <laughs> the interactions between Bo and his brother, I don't know. I think that the male point of view in this, I think Bo's written well, but I think those interactions with the brothers are a little bit weird. And there were a couple times where I really cringed and I was like, I do not believe that 
men alone talk like this. 40-year-old, like, 30 When they are men. on their own, I don't believe they talk like this. Like, it was one, one spot, like, really made me cringe. And I was like, I – who would ever say that about their sibling? Please tell me. Okay. So, Bo – Follows Bonnie home after that interaction where Dave comes in and is flirting with her and he gets upset. That night he follows her home and he walks in and he asks about like where one of the brothers is. And one of the other brothers who's there says, gone out to get laid. He's been complaining that his balls were full all fucking day. Bay calls from behind me. Please tell me he's not fucking that crazy Roxanne again. And they talk about how like Roxanne was like poking holes in condoms and shit. So Bo texts the brother that went and fucked Roxanne and was like double wrap it. Double wrap it, which yeah. we'll talk about in a second. But is that, that a thing? That is, like, a thing that you don't do. That's what I thought. I'm pretty sure I thought... strangle that dick. Jesus. Well, I thought double wrapping it, like, made increase the chances of, like, a condom breaking. Because of the friction. Mm-hmm. So you're not supposed know. to double wrap. Wouldn't know. I thought it was very weird. It was a weird interaction. It was weird <laughs> that Bay would say that about his brother. Also, Bay is his brother's name. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it if it was 10 years ago when that wasn't, like, a word people used, you know? Like, hey, bae. Okay, it's definitely spelled B-A-Y. I know, but it still sounds <laughs> the same. Jesus. I think it's fine. I don't like I that. don't know about that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know that it's necessarily weird. Maybe it's weird for brothers but then again donnie thinks we have an abnormally close relationship he does i know people who think it's weird that we're talking on a podcast about <laughs> owls together. yeah <laughs> yeah um so there's a part when they're talking about like Bo finally being into her and being like i want you you're mine and Bonnie says, until today, I genuinely thought he didn't even know my name. And now he's saying he wants me and that I'm his property. And my note on that was just exactly chill boy. Chill. <laughs> like, he like, she stays with him like two nights and he's like moved her in. He literally doesn't give her a choice. Like she he has doesn't. no choices in that book. It felt very Dubcon to me, which it wasn't because in the end she would relent. But that's also kind of like her in he was very very aggressive about like it. it i didn't mind it <laughs> one of the things i loved so um bonnie goes home and bo ends up showing up and he like pretty much just sticks his tongue down her throat in front of her dad I know. he says the dad says nothing right I and then he's literally... like Bo's like, oh, I need a moment alone with her, uh, sir. And literally throws her over his shoulder and carries her out the door into the car. Locks the door. Drives her down the street to his house. Carries her through. She's screaming. None of the brothers help. That did bother me. And then they get into the room and, like, she kneed him in the balls and, like, ran out and stole his truck. And I was like, you go, Bonnie. I did like that. You go, Bonnie. A note on that, like, even to this day, nine years into our relationship, Nick still, like, does not want to kiss me in front of Dad. He thinks it's disrespectful. Oh. Donnie will kiss me in front of Dad. He will, like, if I, like, come up to him. But, like, I'm definitely, I think, the more physically affectionate of the two of us. Like, one of my, well, I would say both Donnie and I's love languages are personal touch. But I'm much more affectionate. And I feel insecure, like, when we're out and about, like, Donnie's kind of my security blanket, so I tend to really cling on to him. Like, I'm always hugging him or up in his business. Oh, no. One more. <laughs> we, like, never sit together on the couch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually there's, like, a dog or, or two between us. You do have a lot of animals. Sometimes I can weasel my way over there. Okay, we're getting lost. We're Sorry. getting really sidetracked. This is okay. a rambly episode. Okay, so also... It's like page 56 when the spice comes in. Not necessarily physical spice, but just like the com the the characters communicating like wants to each other, which I feel like a lot of times there's like internal monologuing about like I want to fuck her, but like there's not like they're not telling the other person. So Bo says to Bonnie, 
obviously this morning I didn't I make myself clear. I literally fucking highlighted this section. <laughs> I want you, Bonnie. And from the way you're grinding your wet little pussy against me, I know you want me to. I don't share, baby girl. I'm a possessive, unreasonable, jealous motherfucker. And the moment you kissed me back, you became mine. He says that multiple times. I'm a possessive, unreasonable, jealous motherfucker. And then he uses it as an excuse throughout the book. He and does. he's like, I told you I'm jealous. I told you I'm possessive. And I'm like, you need to heal your heart, sir. I'm not saying that I would ever want to date somebody like Bo. All I'm saying is I enjoyed reading (laughs) this. I don't think Nick is, like, possessive that much or, like, jealous because been together so long that how could she? It's really not a need. No. So (laughs) what am I going to do? Leave my dogs? (laughs) There's this kind of back and forth tension where Bo's like, you're mine, you're mine, but never, they don't ever have a conversation. No. He never really explains what that is. He never tells her like, I want to be in a relationship with you. He's just, you're no, mine. And does. that's it. He'll be like, this is my forever. But Bonnie doesn't believe him and he doesn't really do anything to make her believe His him. actions really didn't back it up. No. Even the brothers say that when he first comes back and he's like, I think I like her. <laughs> they say, well, you see her every day. And he's like, well, I don't talk to her. And they're like, you see her twice a day for a year and you don't talk to her? What do you do? Well, I order my coffee and I sit there. <laughs> That's it. So weird. But anyway, so and there's... And then they're like, how do you know she likes you? And he goes, I've seen her looking. And I'm like... <laughs> you hated it? So <laughs> there's kind of this tension where Bo is just so so taken with Bonnie and so obsessed and then Bonnie is like this is weird like I don't really know what's also going it on. should be noted Bonnie's a virgin she oh we'll ding, talk ding, ding. we're gonna talk about that because I did trope alert I had some likes and dislikes and I think there's some some things we need to talk about with the virgin trope so Bo Bonnie, like, agrees to a date with Dan, and then Bo's like, oh, I'm taking you out at 8 the same night she's supposed to go out. And, like, she just doesn't respond, and he just, like, is like, well, those are the plans. We're doing it. Yeah. It shows and she up at her date. told him that she had plans that night. And he just texts her and is like, well, I'll pick you up at 8. Shows up and pretty much carries her out of the restaurant. Like, woo. Okay. So, I, Bonnie is a virgin, And they do end up having sex pretty much right after that, I think. So, oh, they have that first scene where they're like, he's like spanking her and fingering her. Do like the spanking. I'm down. She seems very embarrassed that she likes to. She was very embarrassed by it, but she was really into it. Spanking is like the introductory kink. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like (laughs) it's like kink light. Every single romance novel, someone's getting spanked at some point. Yeah, or I feel like I feel like it was fine. She didn't really know much. She was a she little knew nothing. confused. It was fine, but I do feel like um, Bo is like a lot. Like even even in the smutty scenes, he's a lot. He likes dirty talk, and he is very aggressive about what he wants. for a virgin. I think I. Bonnie handled it well because she didn't really have a choice. She just kind of like zipped it and was like, give me what you're going to give me. For sure, like not really something that like I would feel like somebody who has had like no sexual experience would like, I don't know. It seemed kind of an odd first experience, but it worked for them and it was fine. I do want to talk about the virgin trope though, because I have concerns. Concerns about it? Yeah. Um... Basically, I don't, I just don't always like how it's done. Um, I feel like the virgin trope just a lot of times is not done well. And my real problem is I understand it's a book and it's not like real life, but how many virgins do you know that I don't come know their any. first time having sex? Like, I feel like if they, if they come the first time, I'm just like, this is unrealistic. Like, I think it, yeah, I think, yeah. Like, that <laughs> always drives me up the freaking wall. I think it's really unrealistic 
I've read a few more recently. Like, every single romance novel I read, which I get that it's the fantasy and it's part of the genre, but, like, the woman is coming multiple times. And (laughs) I'm not saying that that's not achievable and that's not normal, but every single novel is like that. And, like, the man is like, I'm not going to come until you come. And I'm like... That's not always how it always always works. Yeah. Sometimes the such is just too good, guys. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't happen like that. I did think it was really realistic and sweet the way that Bo, like, the aftercare was great. Like, he, like, cleaned up the blood and was pretty, okay. (laughs) One of my favorite parts of the book. (laughs) Okay. Bo being like, you're not allowed to close the bathroom door. What is that? Okay, he wait. Like, I no distance, that. no space. Go pee, baby girl. Bo says, <laughs> pulling me from my revelry. What I read somewhere that girls need to pee after sex so you don't get an UTI. Which thank you, Bo, for telling her that. I didn't know I that. I didn't know that until a friend told me. I didn't know that until well into my twenties, <laughs> like two or three years ago. I had a friend who told me that. Like. Same. I found out from a friend, but She's I looking out. I don't feel like that was ever talked about in sex ed. Mm-hmm. It was never talked about at like by doctors because or anything. When like we that. went to sex ed, it was fo- focused on abstinence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, true that. But then I also had a teacher who took a fucking condom and like was like, "Oh, condom sizes don't matter here." And so she takes this condom and like jams it all the way down her whole arm and she's like and you don't use petroleum jelly and she rubbed it all over the condom on her arm and it like exploded on the front of like the classroom (laughs) like there was literal condom bits like it was disgusting it's it is something i so vividly remember i will never use petroleum jelly with a with a condom never like it has always stuck in my mind Anyways, that was never a thought that crossed <laughs> my mind. I know. Not something you think you need to know, but I know it. Um, so he says, or sorry. Um, this is a PSA, I ladies. I read somewhere that <laughs> girls need jelly. to pee after sex so you don't get a UTI. He tells me face stern. He holds out his hand to me, and I take it, letting him pull me from the bed. You read it, I said. I read it, he said with a sh- shrug. So go pee. I don't need to pee. Well, go try, he said, turning me. Um, Let's see. Turning me towards the bathroom, smacking my ass to propel me forward. A laugh burst from my lips as I pad naked into the room, closing the door. Sitting down on the toilet, I shriek when the door opens and he walks in. What are you doing? I cry. (laughs) Maybe it's just that we've known each other since we were like 16 and 17, but like, Nick and I have zero boundaries. He says, I've seen you naked. I've licked and touched most of yeah. you. Yeah. I had your virgin blood all over my dick. Like, this is ridiculous, pretty much. And she says, get out so I can pee. I can't pee with you watching. He's like, you're cute. And he says, fine, but don't get used to it. I don't want us to hide anything from each other. And all I was thinking was, some people just need a little privacy to fucking pee. Like, also, like, at some point, she's going to have to take a shit. Like, it's okay to keep some things from your partner. They do not need to watch you poop. I'm sorry. I just, I really, that part really, that happens at another point where, like. It's, like, three times in the book. barges into the bathroom while she's going to the bathroom. If she and I'm just like privacy, let her have it. Bro, let's back off a little bit. Like, the door does not need to be open while you're peeing. Like, I am sorry. Sometimes I have to leave it open because the circulation in my house is a little wonky. So it's either, like, freezing cold or, like. Nick left the door between the spare room and the bathroom open to, like, heat the bathroom. And I went in there this morning to go pee, and I thought I was going to have heat stroke. I was like, I'm going to die in here. So I just shut it, like, open the bathroom window. And I was like, I can't leave the door open because it'll wake Nick up. We don't have that problem. Our fan in the bathroom did just break last weekend, though. So we – are they? Because we have to call our landlord. Just go buy a new one and put it in. Oh, well. Or Nick that's it. way beyond my expertise. <laughs> it's literally like, plug. <laughs> okay. Continue on. What happens next? 
Okay, so he basically, like, tells her you're moving in with me because he can't stand to have her not in his bed at night. And I'm like, sometimes I want to go sleep on the couch because it's just so overwhelming. I just want some space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I never really get tired of having Donnie around. No, but but I definitely suggested the separate blanket initiative. I've heard that's a good thing for marriages. We don't really have problems with it. Our dogs sleep on our bed in between us. There's a definite blanket problem. (laughs) Okay, one thing. So right after the whole uh, first time having sex thing happened, um, Caleb, Bonnie's brother, picks her up from work one day. And he's like, "Uh, you know, Bo's too old for you. He's my age. Like, I'll have a talk with him. You You shouldn't be sleeping with men that age. And she straight up puts him in his place. And she's like, I'm an adult. I'm 21. You don't have a say in my life. You don't get to tell me who I can and can't have a sexual relationship with. And you don't get to talk to Bo about it because it's none of your fucking business. Mm -hmm. And she really laid into him. And I loved it. I did feel like, so Bo is very persistent. But throughout the book, Bonnie does push back. She does her thing. Bo's very aggressive about it. Bo just doesn't listen. Bo does not communicate. He's not a communicator. He only cares about what he wants. He, He does, yeah. But he knows what he wants and he goes for it. I didn't hate it. Ooh, okay. I also liked there was um, a couple spots in the book where they're having sex and Bo just kind of like puts his hand around her throat. Mm. That was great. Love that. Okay, back to like when she's on the date. After the date. Um, Let me see. So, Bo is like talking to her. What? Just keep. Bo is talking to her about the fact that like she had to go and like I think he thinks in his eyes rescue her from this date and he was like and why is that it's because last night when we should have been out on our first date you were having dinner with someone else and I'm like what are you talking about Bo are you trying to gaslight this woman will you leave her alone she's just out here trying to get her virginity taken and you're being a dick can you calm down? He does end up dicking her. He's such an asshole. Oh my god, you hated him. Okay, I there's one other thing with the sex that bothered me that I think we need to talk about. Go for it. Okay. Overall, though, I do want to say I really enjoyed the spice in this book. It was fantastic. I thought it was great. It was good. It was hot. It was spicy. It was consistent. It was, there was a lot of it. It is everything that I wanted in a romance. Bonnie coming the first time they had sex. And then this next thing that I'm going to talk about were really the ones that bothered me. It's never going to be perfect. Okay. Gemma, love the book. Okay. Gemma, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) So in chapter 16, it's Bo's perspective. And they're getting ready to have some spicy time together. And he says, I reach up and stroke my finger through it. I want to shave you. I want oh, to see your God. <laughs> I want to see your cut when I'm eating and fucking you. It'll feel better when I touch you. You'll be more Ooh. sensitive. Parting her folds, I circle her clit with my tongue. Um and then he pulls, he goes and gets a fucking razor and shaves her right there. With shaving cream. Like, puts lotion on it, which I thought was kind of weird. Lotion and <laughs> shaving cream. No. Unnecessary. Bad Bo. for you. Unnecessary. I'm sorry. I I know, like, there's, I feel like there's a divide in the romance community on whether, like, you let the bush fly or you shave it bare. I don't care. I think I people do what's comfortable for you. Do what you want to do. But I found it a little bit awkward that he was like, this is what I want. This is what we're going to do. And then if he Donnie does it and ever... he's like, that's such a beautiful cut. And I'm like, sir, <laughs> let's take a breath. Let's all step back from this situation. I'm feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> That's I, a boundary for me. I would never. If somebody was ever like, ah, I don't, I don't like your pubes. Shave it off. I'd be like, mm, 
too much too much let's all let's all step back from where we're at i thought that was like odd i thought it was uh it was a lot it was a lot it was definitely a lot (laughs) i didn't like it who's surprised that was the last one that really stuck out to me as like no 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 but overall spice i liked the spice yeah i think because there was less plot it definitely focused on the spice i think next we're at the point where she goes out with uh her friend yes do you want to talk about that i think it was fun i thought it was I fun go out too. With my biffle which is what i call her all the time i thought it was fun i liked it i thought it was cute that he like showed up and kind of let her do her thing and just kind of ah! <laughs> He just sat back and watched for a let little bit. Her, let her? His brothers had to, like, restrain him from, like, going near her. And then she's dancing with her friend, and some guy comes up to her and starts, like, dancing on her, and she's trying to tell him no, and Bo, like, bursts on the dance floor, punches the guy in the face, scoops body up, nods to the bartender, the bartender tosses in the key to his office, takes her into the office and he's like you're my woman and i'm like this is chaotic this isn't chaotic good this is chaotic bad i thought it was okay i didn't mind it i enjoyed the fantasy of it i was fine with it spoiler book two is the friend and yes it is anyways and then yeah take it from there Tell us what happened. <laughs> I don't remember. It was not memorable. Memorable. Rememberable. Rememberable. I think that they go, obviously they go back to his house because he won't let her out of his fucking sight. And then is this before they go to the other, the axe throwing place? I think that comes next. Yeah, I do think that comes next. There's a little uh, kerfuffle with, a chick that two chicks yeah he used to like bang but that's pretty much it like i feel like you know yeah okay there was a part that like i was really confused about towards the end of the book he's like telling her you don't need to work you can come work the logging company for me i need to see you 24 (laughs) 7. that's not my issue that's fine um my issue is he's talking about like how all of their bills are paid and he says we have a kitty for the utilities and food what the fuck does that mean it's they have like a what is it like a a pot a pot like they all pool money like and that's called a kitty Mm -hmm. i've never heard that in my life i have definitely heard it before they like probably all put in the same amount each month for utilities that i didn't think that was weird i feel like there wasn't really um Okay, I don't really know how to make this make sense. I think this is the type of book I like where there's not really this big issue. There's not really this thing that the characters are, like, having to overcome and fight against. Like, there's not really that climax in the plot of the book. There's lots of climaxing <laughs> in the book. Like, it was it was really just Bo is so for her, and she's kind of trying to figure out and, like, get with the program and, like, that was pretty much it like the book pretty much ended like after like you know what i mean like there wasn't this big conflict that happened and i don't mind that i felt like the author kept trying to make her and her brother's relationship a big conflict and that's kind of how the book ends is like her and her brother have like this huge argument and what does she do run to Bo and cries to Bo about it and he's like i'll take care of you marry me oh another thing that happened too is he like gets rid of her car without like telling her and buys yeah! her a new car which i mean if, if nick wants to trade my car and buy me a new please car. actually we two did, new car we did just buy two new cars get the fuck out of here love my car hey i fought for that car I the new one mm. i i wanted that for a long time i'm proud you're just like bonnie <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Fight for what you I want. I mean, I do pay for that car myself. Story of my life. I'm pretty sure he bought her a car outright. Like, he did. He Bo's bought her a GMC got... Terrain, which is like kind of like your car. 
He's definitely got money. Um, he does want a logging. <laughs> okay, another thing that I found really funny was like after the first night where they hook up, they don't have sex that first night. I think he just fingers her. And the next morning, she's like really embarrassed and they go out there and like the brothers like kind of make a comment about it while they're at like they go to the coffee shop and one of the brothers, Cody, I think, comes in and makes a comment. She's so fucking embarrassed. And then the brothers, after they bang the next morning, Bo goes out and one of the brothers is like, yeah, we're going to have to soundproof your room. She's a screamer. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know I what's happening. have things to tell you after this that just like that resonated with me. <laughs> killed me like i thought that was so funny that that like the brother commented on that and then they do actually make plans to soundproof um the house i okay overall i i get the feeling you didn't love this book Mm -hmm. i devoured this book in hours absolutely loved it gemma where you are you are just you're great and i did did love it i am working on the second book um i keep getting sidetracked by other things but i will finish the series i would like to read other books by gemma where this is the first one i would try another book maybe it was just like his personality and i might like the next book i will try the next book but i definitely think this type of book isn't for everybody it's not i wouldn't call it dark romance but he is definitely possessive and aggressive about it is this the right term aggro male yeah yeah he i would say that and she does so gemma does put a warning at the beginning of the book i'll read it for you i never put the warning at a start i've never put sorry let me just start over you let's just, use your words today. let's just redo this i've never put a warning at the start of a book before but this time i feel like i need to so here it goes this book contains an over-the-top jealous unreasonable possessive asshole if you consider unapologetic unapologetic alpha holes unacceptable or feel their behavior is in any way is in some way abusive then this isn't the book for you if however like me you love a guy who is so obsessively in love with this girl that he will snarl demand punish and fuck her until she gives herself to him completely then read on and welcome to the world of my montana mountain men i felt it was very much like a dom self relationship without the established like you are i am your dom you are without like no safe words yeah (laughs) i i feel like that was an apt warning for the book i feel like um, i didn't read the warning you know i feel like that is true to what is happening in the book and yeah if we weren't reading it for the podcast i may have dnr'd it just because it's dnf'd it dnf'd it (laughs) i I guess do not read did not read that would work too i just i like a plot I and that's fine like we can definitely have differing opinions I did like this book a lot I loved this book I did love this book I was madly sending you videos she would not shut up about this book Gemma Ware she's your biggest fan I will read other things and that that warning does make me feel like her other books probably aren't um as aggressive what did she call it Uh, alpha a-holes alpha holes alpha holes. i thought that was cute um what would you rate this how many stars are you giving the book itself be honest two you liked this better than the the last christmas one we did yeah wow okay i really thought you disliked it a lot more than that emily i can't even remember what the last christmas book we read was i would give this overall I would probably give it a four and a half, maybe a five. That's just on like the book. Just the overall book. I'm golden dildos, solid five, five golden dildos. That is how I feel about this book. This, the spice in this book was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. I feel like I don't always love dirty talk in books. I loved the dirty talk in this. I felt like Bo was into it. He liked it. There were a couple things um i feel like you know her orgasming when she lost her virginity was a little unrealistic and the shaving thing was a little weird but overall like i do understand that like it is that fantasy and um you know i feel like 
I don't know that I've ever read a romance with the virgin trope where they didn't orgasm. So, I mean, I feel like that's pretty typical. Um, I can't really complain. Okay, golden dildos. I think I'm going to give it a four based solely on the shaving. (laughs) It weirded (laughs) me out that much. (laughs) I got you really didn't like it. Not a fan. Not a fan. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I liked it. I was a fan and I will definitely read other books by Gemma Ware because of this book. Um, okay. I think we need to introduce next week's book. Do you want to read the synopsis? I would love to. Okay. So this book is another one of the books that like we kind of read simultaneously, I think. We didn't, didn't know we realize were. <laughs> we were, but we both adore this series like we love these books they're phenomenal i devoured this series i read all of the books that were out in like a day and then i i read this whole series and then i read all of her other books on kindle unlimited like i read nothing else for like a month yeah so the next book that we're gonna be reading is tempt me by k.a tucker This is the first book in the Wolf Hotel book series. Mm -mm -mm. So this is the description for this book. I ran from home to escape heartbreak, only to deliver myself into the hands of a wolf. Henry Wolf, that is. Heir to a luxury hotel chain, infamous playboy, arrogant bastard, and my new boss. Why he wants me, Abby Mitchell, a girl who lacks experience on every front that would matter to him as his personal assistant, I cannot fathom, especially when he keeps screwing up in the most especially when i keep screwing up in the most spectacular way did i already mention he's a bastard a beautiful moody one who's quick to demand slow to apologize and toying with me every chance he gets testing me messing with my head in a way that makes my body crave him he knows it and he doesn't hide the fact that he enjoys doing it he says he doesn't want me for more than my mediocre computer skills and color coding flair he says he's not willing to risk losing his empire for a tangle in the sheets with the help. But I'm beginning to think that's a big, dirty lie. I'm excited to talk about this next book. Um, I think, oh, we have planned out the lineup for all of January at this point. I am very excited. We are going to talk about an Amy Dawes book this month. And I don't know if anybody else saw, but Amy Dawes, her book, I think it's called Blindside, Blindside In, um, it reached number one on Kindle Unlimited, like a number one, I think, in the romance category. Like, so happy for her, so excited for her. Not no, you're, you're, you have never read. This is when you wrecked, I think. Amy Dawes. When I was getting back into reading romance, I definitely took a break for a while. But when I got back into reading romance, um, this series and the book that we're gonna talk about on the podcast was one of the first books I read. I read it like right after I read the standalone or the stopover. And um, absolutely love Amy Dawes. Congratulations, Amy. You are a goddess. Like, so proud of you. So happy for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're very excited for you guys to hear what we think about Tempt Me. I think it's going to be an interesting episode just because we both already read it. We're both rereading it. So we both know that we love the book, you know? Yeah. If you want to, you can give us a follow at the Dirty Little Book Club podcast on Instagram. We discuss what book we're going to be reading next on there. And you guys can DM us with some suggestions if you have books you want us to talk about. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Thanks for listening.